expansion for the all good to make itself felt and known through each and every one present today, whether they are here personally or online. I know that all the various pieces that are required for the services perfect unfolding are already in place. I'm giving thanks for our practitioners, those who pray without ceasing and stand in the gap and know the truth for all in the form of prayer. Grateful for our board of trustees and the way they go about their business of heart and soul. I'm grateful for our ministerial circle holding the high watch for heart and soul. I'm grateful for our musical inspiration today, our heart and soul music ministry. I'm grateful for our senior and founding minister, Reverend Dr. Andrea Offer, her sacred yes. Grateful for our special guest speaker today. Grateful for knowing that the presence of the one is ever present with and within us. And from this place of knowing I can let go and let God, I can step aside in consciousness, knowing that all is done and done well because it is done in, through, and as God. Grateful for this and the more. I allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. Amen.
singing everybody Apologies. Let me just acknowledge so that people could actually hear me. <laughs> uh, Annie Stafford, Thomas Hughes, Daria Johnson, the, the Heart and Soul Ensemble, Valerie Joy Fidnon, with vocals on her song, Day of Grace. And it's so perfect for us today because today is designed as a day of grace. Today is the day that we celebrate sacred service. I just have to breathe that in 
we are celebrating very specifically. My prayer is that we're always celebrating sacred service and those who serve. Today, though, we kind of stop the clock and we, we party around it. We come together, we have a good time because we just want to remind each other that there is something very special about those who are willing to step forward. I use that term, step forward. There is um, a brother, Abraham Vergesi, who is the author of The Covenant of Water. And he tells the story that when he was a young doctor, they were gathered in a patient's room and the patient had pooped in the bed. And so when the nurse came in to change the sheets, the interns and doctors stepped back and he stepped forward because he knew how to do that and he was willing to help. So it's a perfect metaphor, I think, for us today in terms of when do we step forward and when do we step back. And in an organization, in all the nonprofits, there's an opportunity, a need for folks to step forward. There's a lot of stepping back, not judging it, because sometimes folks are stepping back for exactly the right reason. And sometimes it's because they just don't know the power in stepping forward, the gift that stepping forward is for the one who steps forward. It always is a gift for whoever has the benefit of that assistance, and it also blesses the one who steps forward as well. So today is that day where we just acknowledge it, where we give thanks. One of my happiest places when I go into my, my memory bank, my recollection, is in the founding of Heart and Soul. It was an absolutely amazing time. It was a time of collaboration. It was a time of truth-telling. It was a time of, of doing, I don't want to say that, well, what came up for me was the hard work, the continuous work. Every moment there was something to be done. There were forms to fill out. There were designs and development to do. It was one of the happiest moments in my life was in the creation of that, in working with folks and having folks step up. I know I'm often the face of heart and soul, but I'm not the one. There are many, many, many. If it was just me, we would not have heart and soul. We'd have Andrea. <laughs> but what we have is heart and soul, and that's a special place to be. So even the T-shirt I'm wearing declares my truth. I'm in. That is another way of saying, I'm stepping forward. I'm all in for heart and soul. And you'll notice that there are others today who have on the t-shirt, and it's to indicate that they're in service, and they're all in. They have stepped forward in that way. And so I just want to acknowledge that this is our honoring of sacred service for 2023, and we are also, dare I say, inviting you for 2023 to 24. Yes? Okay, thank you for the three of you, for the three of you who, who are in for that. So look, I want you to see, um, because we, we have a slide that 
that list all of the sacred service teams currently. And I want you to know that all of those circles and teams have leaders who, have, who are all in, who have stepped forward and are leading a group of people who are saying, you can count on me to step forward as well. You can count on me to be all in as well. And so we're grateful. What we know is that as we grow, as we expand, as we continue to do the work that we are called to be and do, we will add other circles and teams based on, on what is very organic, based on the folks who are heart and soulers saying, we need to also do this. That's the way this has grown. We didn't have all of these circles and teams in the very beginning. It's that someone said, you know, how about if we do this and I'll help with that. And so that's the energy. That's what we are acknowledging and that's what it takes. Several months ago, <clears throat> our leadership team, our Ignite Circle, had a retreat and visioning. And out of that, what we came up with is heart and soul in co-leadership, gratitude and love. So this is kind of our, our mind map, if you will. This was what we came out of that visioning and those sessions saying that it was about collaboration for sure and balance and creating a web of connection and communication, commitment to common vision and mission, and also honoring and living our shared values. And there's much more there. This is an invitation for you to get in where you fit in, yes? For you to be a part of heart and soul beyond, beyond tuning in, beyond showing up, but to get involved. What I can promise you is that it will bless your life and it will bless heart and soul. And when those two things can happen, that's a happy place. That's a very, very happy place. So focus, if you will, on the center heart, heart and soul and co-leadership, gratitude and love. Ricky Byers wrote a chant, the love chant, that is one that focuses just on love. And so I offer you that now because that's at the center of what our sacred service is for heart and soul. I offer you the ensemble. You all have to sing on this too. Your word is love. Love, 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 
our shelter now and always love before and after love Thank you. 
ask y'all for just a little bit of love under this because I have the honor of, in just a moment, I'm going to invite our newest practitioners up because they are going to, a couple of them at least, are going to introduce a video that they prepared about what we're talking about, love and the expression of love. And then we have something else prepared for you. And finally, my beloved brother minister, dear friend across lifetimes, Reverend Amon, is our special guest. He simply came to hang out and then I put him to work. I'll ask forgiveness later. But for right now, I'm just in gratitude and in love for his willingness to step in today and provide us something good, something, something, yes? And so give us just a little bit more, call them into love a little more, and then I'm going to walk away, and the practitioners will come on, and it'll all be good. Love. Come on, y'all. You know. Love. 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 Let it feel good love. to you now. Love. Feel the love. love. Let it flow from you. Good morning, everybody. We want to introduce you to a short video that we did. To, I just want to shout out the entire uh, new prac squad, Nancy, Robin, Scott, Damali. And um, we did a video for you to talk about sacred service. So we want to introduce that. Scott, did you want to say anything? This is just each one of our unique perspectives and how grateful we are to be in service and uh, to be with all of you. Yeah, thank you. Hi, I'm Nancy Marmalejo, licensed spiritual practitioner at Heart and Soul Center of Light. And sacred service is such a big part of my role as a member at Heart and Soul and also as my role as a practitioner because it reminds me that it's not just about me, it's not just about my individual journey, it's a collective journey that we're all on. And it affirms that we're all one we're all one. So whether it's helping with the podcast or our virtual moderation during the Sunday service or social media or being on site doing prayer and care after the service, sacred service is a way to connect us all and to bring us all together, remind us of those spiritual principles that keep us going, that keep us connected and remind us that we are one. Greetings, heart and soul family. I'm Damali Robertson, one of your most recent practitioners. And I want to share a little bit about what sacred service means to me as a practitioner. 
right? Practitioner consciousness is a practicing consciousness. It is one of a spiritual commitment that is constantly in practice. And one of the ways that I see sacred service as a practitioner is really in the practice of the law of giving and receiving. So the law of giving and receiving is really this idea of reciprocity, right? That the energetic, the divine energetic of reciprocity is one that is always in harmony and always in balance. And so when I look at sacred service, I think about it as giving. I think about my time and my energy as a gift to heart and soul, to my community. And then it is a gift that gives back. It is a gift that has taught me so much about receiving. I cannot tell you how many times I have had something come up in my life, whether it's to have some furniture moved in my house, to having um, something repaired, and someone in the heart and soul community offers their time to me. I don't directly say, well, I gave, so they're going to give this to me. But what it is, is a, it's a consciousness that allows the giving and the receiving to happen so seamlessly. And so every single time I serve at Heart and Soul, it is for me in the spirit of the law of giving. And every single time I serve at Heart and Soul, it is also in the spirit of receiving because I receive so much. Beyond the service that others have given to me, I receive love, I receive community. I receive the benefit of the spiritual teachings that are so deeply embedded through and through heart and soul. So thank you. Hello, I'm Scott Staub, a registered practitioner here at Heart and Soul Center of Light. Sacred service means to me, love in action. And as I go forward as a practitioner now, I am looking forward to also joining adult education and supporting uh, our activities to further expand the opportunities for those who are looking to take classes and learn more about Centers of Spiritual Living and all the opportunities that it presents. And it's also for me, uh, Sacred Service is an opportunity to express my gratitude for the many gifts that I've been given. Hello, I'm Robin Vi Carpenter Briscoe, and I'm one of your newest licensed spiritual practitioners. I am here today to give you my take on what it means to be in sacred service. And I have volunteered my entire adult life. I love to give back to organizations that um, I believe in. However, when I thought about sacred service, what I really came to was this understanding that it's a, it's a deeper, it's deeper than simply volunteering because it's about, for me, it is about um, helping fill up the, the, the cup in the place that I've been fed. You know, it's this, how can I give back to some place that has given me so much? And it is about the, the journey that I know that I've taken since being at Heart and Soul and how much it has enriched my life and 
and all you can all it can think of is well what can i do for you well how can i help because it's been so wonderful for me so as a practitioner i get to get closer to that and be more part of that and 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 give more because I have received so much. That's what sacred service means for me. Come on, yeah. So you all have to sing on this one too. You have to sing on everything today.
My name is Amelia Blake. I'm one of the co-leads for the Health and Wellbeing Circle here at Heart and Soul Center of Light. One of the reasons why I serve at Heart and Soul is it continues to provide opportunities that allows me to enrich my life in so many different ways. It provides an opportunity for me to give back in service to a community that continues to provide tools that allow me to enrich and expand who I am becoming. I'm so grateful to you, Heart and Soul. Yo, what's good? This is Corey, the co-lead for the Health and Wellbeing Circle at Heart and Soul Center of Light. And I serve Heart and Soul Center of Light because Heart and Soul Center of Light serves me. Uh, there is so much love and joy and abundance that is given by this community that I follow suit. <laughs> you know, this, this reciprocation of love and joy is just constantly coming in and given back out so my service is a direct reflection of the service that is given to me so with that i love y'all heart and soul and please be well Hey Heart and Soul family, it's Danielle from the Audio Circle and I just wanted to share with you a couple of ways that I feel so very blessed being in service at Heart and Soul and the main reason um, is all the principles and practices um, I've learned over the years and have been able to implement them in my life to enhance it tremendously. Um, and the second reason is the, the chosen family I've gained over the years, family, friends, aunties, uncles, cousins, sisters, brothers, um, that has been a tremendous blessing in my life. Um, so that is two of many, many, many reasons that I feel so blessed being a part of the Heart and Soul family. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. I feel so blessed to be able to serve at Heart and Soul Center of Light. As I know that prayer works, serving in the prayer and care ministry gives me an opportunity to practice the principles that I believe in. And when I sing in heart song and the ensemble with the music ministry, I know that as my heart is opened with love, I am also sharing that love through music and song with others. It enlivens me and gives me joy. My service at Heart and Soul Center of Light blesses me in the awareness that I really am contributing to something that I believe is long-lasting, that will last beyond my lifetime. I think and I know that Heart and Soul Center of Light will be around for my grandchildren's grandchildren. And that's important because what we're teaching is spiritual truth. Hi family, I just want to tell you just a little bit about why I love serving at Heart and Soul. I love 
serving at Heart and Soul because Heart and Soul has enriched and transformed my life and continues to do that every day. And so, as co-lead of the Infinite Prosperity Circle, I see myself as giving back to Heart and Soul just a little bit. Just a little bit of what Heart and Soul has given to me and that feels like a blessing. That feels like joy. I am filled with gratitude when I'm in service at Heart and Soul. Thank you, Heart and Soul. Good morning. And good morning, and good morning, and good morning, and good morning, and good morning. I'm grateful. There have been so many expressions of uh, gratefulness, and I, you know, I just don't think that there's anybody, well, maybe I shouldn't say that, who's more grateful than I am. I'm, I, I am riding, riding on a strong vibration. And I am filled with the Spirit. So if I act a little peculiar up in here, I want to say to you that I'm not acting out of character. It is my normal state. I am a peculiar person. I am a unique person peculiar, individualized expression of this thing called God. And I don't mind stepping up and proclaiming it and letting my light shine. I want to tell you what brought me here. You know, I'll be 78 in my next birthday in September. I say that to say that when I began to approach the 70s, moving up to the 75s, every time you go to the doctor, it's something new. Opinions, opinions, opinions. Starting with, um, and I have several here. Your, pre, your numbers show that you're precancerous. Uh, you're pre-diabetic or uh, and being given medicine for this stuff. And uh, you got chronic kidney failure. You know, they, they call you back on the phone after you've left the you know, blood test and stuff like that. And um, for about three years, I went through this experience of coughing incessantly. Yeah. And so the doctor says, gives me a, uh, an healer antibodies or something in it and says you have bacteria on the lungs. I find my, now all of this stuff is going on progressively one after the other sometimes yet at the same time and find myself coughing for two, three years or more. And um, to the point where I'm going to the emergency rooms for this stuff and, and, and then I found myself stumping and screaming at night going to the emergency room at two or three in the morning get this out of my eye. There's something in my eye, a hair lash or a piece of grain or sand or something. Well, sir, there's nothing there, you know. Going back again, sir, there's nothing in there. And eventually they diagnosed it as dry eye. I think you've known people who probably experienced it. But I, it was two or three years before they told me that. 
So they started giving me these little strong prescriptions of eye drops, and that went on for a while. Uh, let me just stop there and say what happened was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what had happened? I'm working my spiritual practices that you learn here. And I'm working with this journaling and this diary. You understand what I'm saying? And then in April, I was sharing with Reverend Andriette last night. Now, maybe she knew about it. It was there before talking, but I showed her where I wrote. Not until these issues are resolved through prayer work am I continuing this teaching and going and acceptance. No, 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 no. I'm not doing anything until this works. I mean, I've been doing this for 40 years. Now, how come this ain't just disappearing? How come it's not working? Well, I went into the Quimby manuscripts, going back to the originals, where all of our prolific writers and teachers learn from. So I go back there and spend about 18 weeks in it. And um, the outcome of that is leads me to why I'm here. Because a few weeks ago, I go to a regular doctor's appointment. Of course, they want blood work before you go and all of that kind of stuff. And so he sits there. He goes through all of these things one by one. And he says, uh, this is, you know, the dry eye is gone, by the way. And the cough is gone, by the way. And the, and the kidneys, there's, there's just no problem there. Everything is normal. And the, and the precancer stuff you need to even mention, and then and the sugar diabetes. You know, the doctor, the, the nurse told me before I go in there to take your socks off because they want to do the test, scrape on your foot or something. I said, you know, I'm not taking my socks off because that, that, that ain't, I don't need to do that. If he tells me to, I will, but I'm not going in there taking them off. Goodness. Where is your faith? Every one of those things is normal, 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 normal. Do you hear what I'm saying? But I don't have the time to take you through the steps and the process involved in this stuff. I'm just going to go on there because of time. But what happened was Thursday, I'm just filled with the spirit. I'm just excited. I'm just in joy. So I called the sister. No, I sent her a text. Uh, are you available? Can you tolerate my presence this weekend? I just need to get out. I, I, I say I live in Long Beach. I just need to get on the road. I just need to. So she sent me a text back and said, call me. And so, yes, come on up. And so that was Thursday night. So Friday I was here. Friday night I'm in bed. She comes, you know, to the room. And she starts telling me about the program for Sunday, which is today, and talking about sacred service. And so, and by the way, I'm putting you to work. And by the way, I'm putting you to work. So that's how I got here, is out of my joy and out of my being peculiar. The practitioner, Damali, has already given us my message. I can just tell y'all to play that back and I can sit down. Because she talked about giving is receiving. First uh, Peter says, First Peter chapter 2 says, But ye are a chosen generation, a peculiar people. See, I didn't make that up. 
You are a chosen generation, a peculiar people, that. And this is how it is and why you are a peculiar people. It comes with an accountability that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's you. You see, you didn't get here by accident. And you didn't just find that you, people who come to places like this don't find it. They are sent. They are called. They are following a light. They are following a light. You are a peculiar people. So you need to stop and think a minute about how did you get here? You know, when you think back on it, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, five years ago, or yesterday, somebody's light touched you and lit your candle, that, 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 that fire, that light that was burning within you. It could have been a radio program. It could have been something on TV. It could have been uh, a casual encounter with somebody. It could have been reading a book. It could have been listening to a song or music. Or somehow, a light lit your light, and you became more illumined and you begin to learn, you begin to grow, you begin to increase in wisdom, and your light became more and more brilliant. With that comes accountability. Goldsmith says this, we become the light, you see. Becoming the light does not mean that you are not already the light. You become, you become that light. You become that light that you already are, he says, in proportion to our degree of illumination. Now, herein is the mystery. Listen, in proportion to our degree of illumination. Uh, uh uh How does that illumination come? That illumination comes through giving light, giving the light that you are, brightens that light and increases that light. Matthew says it like this. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all that are in the house. Let, now there's a powerful word, right? Let. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That's what I'm doing. Am I right? People in New Thought are the most secretive people in, among all the religions. Don't nobody know what's going on in your life. In fact, I would t t go on to say not many people know where you are today. Now, if they know that you went to a church, they don't know you went to this one. You don't let your light shine. Now, those other people, oh, they tell people where they're going. Oh, come on, go with me. 
You see, they're going to do something to bring them there. You know, because of the light that shines in them. And they know that they are peculiar and they don't hide their peculiarity. Do they? They've been trying to get you. You finally got away. But once you got here, you keep it a secret. And you come by yourself. And Jesus spoke unto them and saying, I am the light. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. All right? So when you walk into a place like this, you walk into this, into this place not to sit and receive. You cannot receive until you give. Giving, the Molly said, is receiving. Ow! I received so much. I'm a blessed child of God. You know what? I have no needs. It's a good way to live. There's nothing in my life that, 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 I, that, that I experience as a need. Now, well, once... My wants show up before I need it, before I'm aware of, the, of it. What I want and what I need shows up, and, and God announces, this is what you need. See, God announces to me, this is what you need. This is what you want. See, that's deductive reasoning. See, that, 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 that's the premise from which I think. That's giving. That's giving. So when you come to a place like this, well, people like us, we're peculiar people. We don't come in here to receive. We come in here and we give and we receive as we give. It's like light is like strength. Strength moves from weakness to strength, right? And how does it do, do that? By developing it. And it does that. It gets, and that happens through exercising it, developing it, doing something. You grow in strength. Light is the same. Your light increases and grows in its brilliance through use. But that use is a mysterious word. Use. You don't use it. It uses you. That's the use. That light uses you. That light shines through you. But it shines through you through all of these uh, circles and all of these activities and all of these actions and, and all of this stuff. See, you get involved in it. You come to learn. Would you come to learn for what purpose? To let the light use you so that you can glow your, uh, uh, on this hill. Am I right? And God, can, God gets glory by letting it shine through you and showing up as healing, showing up as stuff. Showing up as answered prayer. Showing up as, as... That's how you're letting your light shine. It's just a product of it. It's just an effect of it. So you're not asking for something. You're just letting God show up as whatever it is that you need. And you advertise it. You see, I'm a, a, a billboard for God. I, 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 I. God gets free advertisement through me and then rewards me for it, for letting him, letting it show up through me as itself. 
It's like trust, light is. Trust. How do you get to trust? You get to trust by action of your belief and your faith and your, well, trust is built. It's built. It's built through stepping out on belief, through stepping out on faith, through stepping out on your confidence and your trust grows stronger and like light. Light increases to the degree and in proportion of your illumination and your illumination comes by giving action and activity by letting your light shine. For example, looking at me as an example. Now, I step up for sacred service. Is that what we're talking about? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I teach, right? I'm letting my light shine. What is happening is that I am receiving. I'm not doing it to receive anything. But as I step up to give of my time, my commitment, my, my whatever readiness to be used, I'm receiving. And to the, in, in proportion as I am receiving, the light is increasing. I give more to give, more to give, more to give. And the more I give, the more I'm receiving. Giving precedes receiving. Giving and receiving are one. But giving comes first before receiving. Let your light shine and see what God will give through you. Um, no, I know what I'm talking about. And so you come here. You say, well, how do I give? Well, you ask. You'll find yourself giving in ways that have not been given before because of your peculiarity. You have to claim your peculiarness, whatever that is. Don't you agree? And so your giving might be simply sitting and be in prayer. That's giving. You don't, I'm, I'm not telling you to park cars and pick up trash and all that kind of stuff. But if it's that, that's your giving. But what about all of those things that are identified already that you could step in to be giving? But in addition to that, there are things that have never been thought about. If you come to give, God will use you and let his, its life shine through you in doing so. And what you will receive, God's got surprises for you. That's all I can say. To get to that consciousness and state of mind where you have no needs. And if you have wants, they show up before you are aware of the want. That's spiritual living. And that's the living that we should be living, uh, living in this movement, in this teaching. And so I'm closing with the words of Ricky Byers. Use me. Use me. That's that light. You see, that light wants to use you. We do not come. People to those other churches and those other teachings, they go there to learn how to use God. Not here. Not here. We do not come here to learn how to use God. How arrogant of you. 
No, 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 no. We come here for, to get it in the right perspective. Give to receive. Let God use you so that you know how to use God. God will teach you how to use it. But it's got to be in the right order. That's what let your light shine means. Let your light so shine that men will see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The lyricist writes it this way. Use me, O God. I stand for you. And here, mm -hmm, I will abide. As, there it is, as their equation. See, there's some science in this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as but see we overlook the as that means accountability that means responsibility that means you got to do something you got to do so we say in our teaching you know this teaching called new thought is not a lazy man's a lazy person's a lazy human's religion or teaching as you got to let that light shine Use me, O Lord, I stand for you, and here I will abide as you show me. As you show me all that I must do. If you come here and ask God to show me what I must do, show me. You don't even know yet. And even if you're doing and giving something now, just ask. You show me what I must do. Then it says, I used to think God was the son. God is the son. But God's so much more. More than the earth or the stars or all of creation. God is creator. That's how God is more than. More than the earth and the sky. God is the creator. All in all needing us. See, God can't do it without us. God needs us. Needing us, but for what? Right here it says to shine. To shine its light. Let your light so shine. God needs us to let its light shine as me. As you. So you me, oh God, I, I, I stand for you. And here I'll abide as you show me all that I must do. All that I'm saying is command my hands. What must they do? Command my life. It's here for you. God is the love that heals all creation. God is creator, makes all things new. And God needs us to shine its light as me, as you. Use me, oh God. I stand for you. And here I'll abide. Woo! As you show me what I must do. And so it is. I am abundantly blessed 
by serving as co-lead for the Prayer and Care Village because I get to be the very best version of me and continually practice the presence every day of my life in my relationships, in my career, in my communities, and in the world. The more I serve by standing in the truth with others, the more I am fortified to boldly stand in the truth for myself, which in turn enables me to serve from a place of love, grace, joy, and gratitude. to the amazing emotional and spiritual benefits I get from serving at Heart and Soul Center of Light, I also get some really practical life benefits from service. Leadership skills and emotional intelligence sorts of skills, general ability to communicate with folks, and an opportunity to really serve in community in a way that not only up-levels and supports other people, but up-levels and supports myself. And so being at Service of Heart and Soul just makes me an all-around better human being. Serving at Heart and Soul has blessed my life with a never-ending gift. I'm around people who are loving, who are just vibrating all of the positive things that I need in my life. I'm surrounded by love. How does serving at Heart and Soul bless my life? I came to Heart and Soul at a time of major transition in my life, and I have been loved, held, and uplifted here. So it's an honor for me to give back. And as the new Minister of Music and as a co-creator and co-host of Imagining Justice, I have the opportunity to serve in a community of people who are actually practicing spiritual principles in their daily living. And I get to witness, as in Salabona witnessing, I get to witness the results in our lives, which only makes me stronger in my faith and my focus. And it doesn't get any better than that for me. I'm grateful. Serving at Heart and Soul blesses me in so many ways, and one is that I get to be around people who have shared values, the shared values of spiritual growth, of personal growth, of creating community and giving back. It has been one big blessing after another in my life, and I'm so grateful to be a part of this community.
people in that service. Thank you, Reverend Amon. Thank you, everybody. Let's choose heaven. choosing it. We may not be singing it again, but we, we're certainly choosing it. Yes? yes. 
Is that true? Yes. yes. Yes, indeed. So I'm grateful to the ensemble and to the musicians and to my brother, Reverend Amon. Amon, can I tell them? I meant to ask you. Can I tell them the recent shift? Okay. So some a while ago, you you know, spirit just. Um, I do my best to give spirit full sway. And so there was a point where, Reverend Amon and I speak regularly, and there was a point where I, start, I first met Reverend Amon when he was the minister of East Bay Church of Religious Science in the early 80s, early 80s, and um, studied with him. He left, began an independent organization, much like we think of Agape, which used to be a part of United Church for Religious Science as well. So he had inspiration ministries, and I was very active there. So I, that was my church, rather than a United Church of Religious Science, formally, formally uh, affiliated in that way. And so active there, uh, announced his radio program, just all served in whatever way I could figure out to serve because I was so grateful for, for what he offered and how I was benefiting in the process. So Amon went on, did what he did. We stayed in contact, all the things. And so in a recent, fairly recent, sometime last year, I said to him, why don't you reaffiliate? And he's like, why? <laughs> and part of me was like, I don't know, but that's what I get. So, you know, we need to look at what we get because we trust each other that way. And so he's like, well, if that's what you got, let's look at it. What would it take? So I wrote a letter and made a call, and stuff started, and he slowed the process because it was, wasn't his idea. <laughs> and lo and behold, last week, he had that panel, that final little activity that completes the process of this is the first time Reverend Amon has been introduced to anybody as a CSL affiliated minister. So the panel knew what I've been knowing, which is that there is a distinct benefit to CSL for calling forth back into the circle this amazing wisdom and experience. So we're going to be seeing more of Reverend Amon and just all the ways that matter. And so I am personally celebrating it. And the energy in the room says we're all celebrating that affiliation as well. And it makes a difference. So thank you, Amon. Thank you for, thank you. Just thank you in my life across lifetimes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to leave you all with, Ernest Holmes' words, because what I know is that often there's a critical mass of folks who get it, and they're like, yes, I'm all about it, been doing it, and then there's some folks hanging in the cut. Y'all understand what I mean when I say hanging in the cut? They're kind of hanging back like, I don't really know that that's true. They all, churches always ask you to, but you see, until they get in the pool, they don't know what wet is. And the invitation is to come on in and get good and wet. Ernest Holmes says this, and I think it may. It probably doesn't apply to y'all, 
but for some folks who are hanging back in the cut, believing that there's some question about the value of full participation, the value of if you're going to be at the pool, get wet, the value of paying your fair share, if you will, in anything you do, that there's no such thing as a free ride, and so there's no point in trying to pretend like there is. So Ernest Holmes says this. It's a piece he wrote uh, entitled Expression Through Service. And here's what he says. He says, if for a while you're not successful at finding the desired employment, new plans, or anything you have specifically wanted, hear that part. If you're wanting something and it's coming slow, there's something for you to be and do in this process. It's the responsibility that Reverend Amon spoke to. He says, then be very sure that you fill at least a portion of your time with some kind of outreaching service. It's counterintuitive. You feeling like I need something, why would I go giving something? It's because it's the way it works, and only the people who pay attention understand that. The other folks will hang in the cut saying, you misunderstood what I said. I said, I wanted something. And your response is, give something. And it feels like a disconnect if you don't understand how it works. Ernest Holmes goes on to say that, well, he says, give a portion of your time with some kind of outreaching service which will be of help to others. Get off of you. It is positively necessary that you be expressing yourself in some kind of worthy endeavor because life is action. And you must be busy doing something. You may be greatly surprised to find how quickly such kindly, generous, free service may be just what in some way sets in motion the influences that result in the position you need. Those of us who've been teaching this and endeavoring to practice it for many, many years cannot even count the people who have crossed over into service and are shocked at how their lives have transformed. Because it, it does, it's not a dot-to-dot -dot correlation. So he ends this with saying that this free service may be just what in some way sets in motion the influences that result in the position you need or the better business or your chosen good. That's what all of this is about, is our individual and collective good, and the only way to it is through, or the most direct route to it is through service. So the question for you, is what feeds your heart and soul at Heart and Soul Center of Light? What is it that we're up to that is feeding your heart and soul? You got to have an answer to that always. You don't have to give it right now, but come up with what is it that is feeding your heart and soul at Heart and Soul Center of Light? What I know for sure at least in my life, is that heart and soul contributes to this joy that I have. The world didn't give it to me. Heart and soul contributes to it. And in that same way, it fans the flame of the fire, the light 
I must be dealt this joy that I have. <laughs> heart and soul contributes to. I leave you with the ensemble to close us out. Y'all know this. Oh, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it, the world can't take it away. Stand up and sing it like you're